welcome everybody to a very special edition of Stick a Fork in It. Not special because of our first guest, but special because of our location. Oh, hey, hey, hey. Come on. Thomas, how are you doing tonight? Well, I was fine. <laughs> it's a big night for us. It is. It's Epic Chef number three, the Master's Edition. Yes. Yeah. So what does that mean? What does a Master's Edition mean? Well, it means that we get the executive chefs, which is rare, right? Normally, as you know, the, the competition we put on every year is designed not only to bring awareness to the work we do, but we also really celebrate the sous chefs yeah, and their gifts, yeah. and they compete against each other, and we have real legitimate judges. And the winning sous chef gets $5,000. Yeah. It's a big deal. Uh, right, it is. When, yeah. right? And it's intense. Yes. Intense. And they also get the Marty Blitz Award, which is named after the, you know, what we would all consider the patriarch of uh, food in Tampa Bay, particularly the food scene, mm-hmm. uh, who also is cooking tonight. That's pretty right. cool. It is yeah. a pretty special moment uh, for us to have uh, Marty and then Tyson Grant, uh, who is probably the Marty on the Pinellas side. Yep. Yeah, right? absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, and so it's a big night for us. We're excited. If you can't hear behind me, there's a whole lot of chatter going on yep. uh, because the uh, uh, the restaurant is filled with folks that are enjoying uh, uh, some adult beverages, uh, but it's also some uh, fun and fellowship. So one of the things I think that is really cool about this particular event is that it's a celebration of food in a bunch of different ways, like just like the place we're in. So tell us a little bit about where we are tonight. Yeah, you know, it's funny. It can seem a little incongruous to talk about an organization that provides meals to folks in our community who struggle. But then we have a high-end event like this where we are celebrating the absolute pinnacle of food. And I think one of the things we're really aware of, I I would say there's probably a couple of ways to think about this. First is what we know is that all good things happen around a table. And we're bringing a group of people tonight together to sit around a table and enjoy a meal and enjoy fellowship. That then creates the opportunity for other people in our community to sit around a table and have a meal. And again, fundamentally, it's philosophically the same. It matters to us the same. The other thing that we know about people who are food insecure is that they can't always enjoy food in the same way that we do. Because if you don't have access to uh, food items that are part of your recipes or your family tradition or the things that bind you to who you are culturally or familiarly, it's difficult because you lose some of those traditions and some of those opportunities to get together. What we do with the chefs is we celebrate their ability to uh, create meals uh, and uh, use their gifts in a way that brings much more recognition and awareness and connection to why it's important to enjoy and celebrate food in our lives and in our communities. And, you know, the Epicurean has been such a fantastic partner to us over the years. It is really wonderful to be able to do that celebration here in such a beautiful space. It is. Uh, you know, and I think we often say this, Matt, about grocery stores, but I think it's true about restaurants, too. We're in the same business. Yep. At the end of the day, we care deeply about someone having a meal on the table that's fresh and nutritious, that provides the appropriate, you know, uh, content that we want it to have nutritionally, but also that moment that a family can come together and be together. Uh, that they can celebrate their day, that they can uh, make their way through the, you know, the things of life that are important to them, 
Uh, and so Epicurean and all of our restaurant community has long recognized that this is important. Aside from Epic Chef, uh, the restaurant community here has supported Fork Fight for 20-plus years. Yeah. Right. You know, a premier event. Uh, and I see some of them, like Marianne Ferrance is yes. here, who started Mison Plus 35 years ago. Yes. Yep. Uh, Marianne was the chairman of our board uh, for several years uh, and was on our board for many, wow, many years and helped us as an organization uh, move forward. And so our legacy involves restaurants as much as it does uh, grocery stores, uh, right. because it's a we're at the end of the day we're all uh, caring about the same outcomes. Yeah, and I, I love uh, you know very early on when we started this podcast we had Chef Rachel Bennett as yes. one of our guests. Mm-hmm. Yes, and she said something that really stuck with me, and I think it's a great way to think about what we do every day, what they do, and how it really matters. She was saying that, you know, yes, these are expensive meals, but for some people. This is the one time they get to have a meal like this. This is the one time they get to celebrate over food. So I have to bring it every night. Yeah, it is, it is fascinating. The other thing I would say, I, I'm not, as you all know, a foodie. <laughs> what do you but mean? Granola thing, bars aren't at the top of Right. Well, last week I was asked the question during the session what my three favorite foods are. And I, I think I had a turkey sandwich with Miracle Whip a hamburger, and a bowl of Raisin Bran. I will tell you that my selections were met with a variety of boos and hisses from the audience. Sadly, that's what I would choose. But it is amazing watching the gifts of these chefs at the top of their game, their ability to take some pretty challenging ingredients and create some incredibly thoughtful and interesting meal choices with them. It's... uh, you know, there's a difference between a person who can play a piano and a person who's a concerto or an expert yes. at the piano, right? There's They're a artists. difference between hitting keys and play, making music. There's a difference between whipping up a turkey sandwich with Miracle Whip at home <laughs> in the kitchen, right, versus what a Marty Blitz can do. Yes. Yeah, I would uh, they so. can make the food yes. sing. Yeah. Uh, it's just an incredible Not many are gift. at Marty's level. Yeah. And it's just a pleasure to watch someone that is mm-hmm. that good at their craft. All right, so handicap it for us tonight. We have two of the best, Pinellas heavyweight, Tampa heavyweight. Uh, is there wagering? I would like to know if there's some side action that, it, that well, we can get people in on. I will say this. If you don't choose Marty, I'm going to tell him. Oh. <laughs> Marty's a big So here's guy. the other question that I want to ask tonight <laughs> is, what chef has the most tattoos in Tampa? Ooh. That's now. I'm I not mean, going seriously. There. There's no this way This is know. an industry that is keeping the tattoo industry afloat. For yes. sure. Yep. We have some good examples of that over at Trinity Cafe as well. We do. Yes, it's we interesting do. that Chef it's Daniel. part of the subculture. And then last week we had uh, Ted Dorsey uh, and, uh, gosh, the other chef escapes me, but neither one of them had one tattoo. And right. you let him in? Huh? And you let him in? You well, it was cook? a bit of a surprise because the week before we had Farrell. And, How was right, the vibe? I, they, were, uh, they understood the tattoo thing. They just hadn't done it themselves. Oh, okay. Ah, okay. Right? But you. it's a curious, right? Here's Marty now. Look at those sleeves. Yeah. Right? So uh, it's a part of their subculture that's interesting. I think the whole thing about uh, chefs and who they are and what they are is, uh, is quite an interesting uh, right, milieu. Right. But Absolutely. back to your question. It's really hard to... Bet against Marty. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Uh, but if you talk about two people that have lifted the cause of food relief in our community, 
for many, many years, yeah. you would talk about Marty and Tyson, and, and the father of all of that would be Marty Blitz, and, and a person who would be mortified at the idea that we view him that way. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think he looks at himself as a person that works in a kitchen. We look at him as someone who fostered an entire movement of food in a community. Yeah. And, and gives back without thinking. You know, when we first started even thinking about our culinary training program, yeah. Marty came in. We didn't know a thing about what we were doing. We had an idea. We had felt like we had yeah. an opportunity to change some lives. And Marty gave us his time yeah. and gave us his suggestions. Yeah. Now, he also said he was going to retrain them after we trained them. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, I think he's earned that right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. Well, and it, let's not forget both of these chefs when the pandemic hit kind of stopped everything and helped lead up. the charge on those meals that we prepared yeah. and got out into the yeah. community. So we're talking about some really talented, wonderful, and great men. Yeah. But Thomas, I think they're waiting for you. Um, yes. Not only are you sitting with us tonight, but you are the host for the evening. I'm the co-host. You're the co-host. Yes. They were. So my co-host, if you don't know, is Ashley Orr, who is a star of film, TV, and news, and all that. Yes. And she refers to me as her anchor who's dragging her down. Oh, okay. <laughs> right, so I have to go in and be an anchor there and kill the show, so I unfortunately have to go in and yeah. handle my Yeah, so you need to get this. ready, and uh, thank you so much yeah. for being our first guest tonight on our first live show. Yeah, we're looking and, forward uh, we to it. We're, you know, I think, uh, going back to what you said about Marty, but, but about Tampa Bay, uh, one of the things that we know about our community is that there's a generosity of heart, spirit, that translates into time and, and financial support that allows us to do the work that we do. Mm -hmm. uh, and boy, we just ought to remember and be grateful that we have this many terrific folks to come alongside the, the cause of hunger. We certainly So do. thank you for having me on as a guest. All thank right. you. We're releasing our anchor and handing the anchor over. Yep, we're handing you <laughs> and over. there's people looking at me <laughs> awkwardly. Time to go. Like, what is that dude doing? <laughs> thank you. I'm really excited to have uh, Kelly Sims, who knows so much about the event that's going on here. Her and her team put all the events together, the fundraising and all the planning that keeps us going in Foods on Tables. Kelly, welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to be here with you this evening. So tell us where, it's, this is our third week. It's the final night. It's an abbreviated from what we've done in the past, but we're still literally killing it. We are, and it really speaks to the community itself. We are very excited about the fact that this really means the community continues to come out and support us. And recognizing that we've gone from seven weeks in the past to this three week, uh, our sponsors repeated with us. Our, we have folks who are in line to be sponsors in the years moving forward. And uh, we've raised every bit of what we've raised in our larger years in this three years. And really, honestly, that does speak to the way that um, our corporate community and individuals who are foodies yes. support this event. Yes. And then the staff here at the Epicurean and uh, they're just, it's like, to me, it's old home week when I walked in. That's kind of how we viewed this abbreviated year, that we took this almost back to where we started. And the fact that five years ago, this really was um, a brainchild of the staff here at Epicurean who came to us and said, we have an idea of a about a way that we can support you. Mm -hmm. And they've been wonderful partners, flexing where needed to flex and growing where needed to grow. And we really couldn't have a better corporate partner in that regard. So for our listeners, can you just kind of describe the vibe really quick? Thomas was just on kind of updating his role as the 
the host, but really people don't really know what this is about and how it's run. And I know there's a waiting list and there's these sought after seats. Can you just describe what the event is like? Sure. So it's kind of an interesting uh, mashup between what you would envision on a uh, food channel chopped style event with a little bit of an iron kitchen kind of flavor as well in that we have these best chefs um, across the bay or in our restaurants in town competing against each other. In weeks past or in years past, that was really done by the secondary chef. Mm -hmm. Um, And this year we have this added benefit of about the fact that the executive chefs have agreed to compete against one another, which you know, isn't necessarily something that they like doing because it does reflect on them as a brand. Right. And yet they've had fun and they've done such a great job. The theater is filled with roughly 40 individuals who would consider themselves either a sponsor or someone who just follows food and our local restaurants. Mm-hmm. And it's a natural combination of people who care about putting food on the table for anyone, right? And right. so they enjoy it, and they know that that's a part of what a family would want to do at their own home. So what are some of the... Each chef is thrown a curveball, if you right. will. So we're again, we're in week three. This is the, the last uh, night of the event. What were some of the curveballs that's been thrown at the event to these executive chefs? So when, some of the funny ones, um, last week we had Spam, which by the way, or in Vienna Sausages has also been, and they were all super excited about it because apparently in the chef oh, world, Spam that's is like, big. that's like a fun thing to work with. Yeah. Tang, for those Ooh. of us who have been around a while, we yes. remember Tang as yes. a breakfast drink. A lot of my like younger staff don't even understand. No, they don't even know what that is. Like, what are you talking about? It's delicious. Um, They've missed out. Their parents have failed this them. This year we did another um, new thing we've never done, and that is we have tried to source the uh, secret ingredients from the feeding Tampa Bay warehouse. So it would be items that maybe would be received by a family that we serve, and then they themselves would have the option of okay, what do I do with this to make a meal right. for my family? Oh, wow. So when this event is over and wraps up, people can actually watch How to Be Creative with Tang from one of our pantries or one of our lines. That's awesome. Yeah, they also acted like that one was an easy, you know, citrus ingredient. So, you know, I don't think in terms of that in my kitchen, but go them, right? Right. Right. I I can imagine you making some sort of like a panko crust or something like that with Tang. It would be pretty tasty. Right. Right. They did, and I, I think it was used... In both cases, last week as a um, single ingredient within a sauce, right? Where you just wanted to have like a little bit of an extra citrus tang, so to speak. That's right. Love it. Love it so much. So, so do we get a sneak preview of what the curveball is tonight? I actually do not know what they are. Ooh. That is kept super... Yeah. Like there's only three people who know. Yeah. But the... Sh- the um, so the chef here from Epicurean is the... Uh, kind of MC of the chef situation that's going on. Mm-hmm. He came over and shopped at the warehouse to come up with these agree- ingredients. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. Yes, Chef Adam. Well, Kelly, we appreciate so much you coming and joining us. Yeah. I know you got a busy night uh, taking care of the folks who support us and take care of the community, but it's always good to talk with you, and uh, yeah. I'm sure we'll have you on again soon. And before you leave, I've, I was introduced to the Epicurean from the first time I came a few years ago. If any listener wants to have a weekend away, 
the Epicurean is the best spot. And it was the greatest thing for me when I was waking up in the morning. And there's a little Feeding Tampa Bay video that goes on when the TV's on. So they're a huge supporter of ours. So if you're looking for a weekend away, come join the Epicurean. Wonderful restaurant. Wonderful hotel. And Come don't stay. forget the spa. It's a wonderful staycation the spa. weekend. It really, really is. And they're a great partner of Feeding Tampa Bay. Thanks, well, Kelly. Thank you again right. for thank having you, me. Kelly. And we're back with yet right. another Fabulous fun guest. person. Yes. So, you know, as much as these events are a celebration of the food, at the end of the day, they're a fundraiser, right? Yes. And so we thought we'd bring in one of our favorite sponsors, one of our good friends, a great board member. Yep. Rick Bennett, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Sharp dressed man. You are a uh, one of the very few two time guests of Stick of Fork in it. Oh wow. I, dun, I, dun, I, dun. I'm honored to say the least. Well it's good to see you out and about because you reminded me it was over Zoom last time you were on with us and it's good to see you in person. Yes, yes. It is good to be out and about. I mean as out and about as we're able yes. to safely. Be. Yes. safely. Safely carefully. out and about. So Florida Blue, always a huge supporter of Feeding Tampa Bay, of our work. But in particular, you've been with this event from the beginning. Tell us a little bit about what you think uh, the reason is that Florida Blue supports Epic Chef. Well, I mean, there's a number of reasons. One, um, the selfish reason is that uh, we like food (laughs) and we like entertaining people that we know. And this was a wonderful event from a sponsorship standpoint to be able to entertain people and clients and customers and you know, anybody like that. However, more importantly, we really want to find ways that we can align because food security is extremely important to Florida Blue. Yeah. And so any way that we can support Feeding Tampa Bay from a food security standpoint. So really when Feeding Tampa Bay comes to us and says, would you support this? We're going to start with the yes. And then we're going to have to think about like, well, are we already supporting like everything? <laughs> so we may not be able to do everything, but what really, when it came to this one, this was, it just seems special and a special event, and we knew we wanted to be a part of this from day one because we didn't want to, uh, you know, come in late and go, can we please be a part of it? Because the second I heard about it the first time, I knew this is a special event. The partners that you had already gotten together were great. Um, It was a way to promote food in the community, but also a way to support not just you, which is very important, but the actual restaurant community in Tampa Bay, which is also part of what we want to be doing is making sure that we are a good neighbor. Yeah, that's awesome. So I know uh, you're not here every week, but I noticed you didn't give up your tickets for the Tyson Grant, Marty Blitz, Clash of the Titans. No, I, I definitely, so I actually pulled the string with my boss. It was his <laughs> night, and I was like, you know, it's my wife's birthday. Yesterday, <laughs> so maybe we, we can do that one. Because we were, I think it was wise that there are only three weeks because of things that are happening yeah. right. environmentally. But when there's only three weeks, it makes it harder to, like, right. figure out who's going to go to what. Premium. Premium yes. tickets. It is much more premium. <laughs> but I was glad I was at week one because I love Chenna, but yep. Rooster and Till is across the street from our house. So we oh. kind of have, like, a very strong feelings about that restaurant. So any uh, preview, any uh, prognostication about what's going to happen tonight? We have two pretty incredible chefs out here. I know. It's interesting. I don't want to know which one has been in the kitchen more in the last few years because I know all of these chefs are all like the masters, but a lot of them have turned into restaurateurs and businessmen and they've been spending a lot of time probably, you know, telling people what to do and then writing menus and not as much time actually cooking. Yeah, it's an interesting point you make because I had the same conversation with our own 
executive chef for Trinity Cafe, Chef Daniel. And he flat out told me, hey, I'll do, you know, all of the leadership things we need at Trinity Cafe. I'll run the multiple locations. I'll lead the team. But do not take me out of the kitchen. Yes. I'm still going to be cooking multiple days a week. And I feel like... You know, Tyson and Marty are probably guys like yeah. that, too. I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. I mean, because I don't know how you can not want to be in the kitchen um, as much as you can whenever that's what you've trained for. It's what you love. Because you don't go into... You don't go. You don't become a chef because of you're trying to make a lot of money. You right. go into it because you can't not be in the kitchen. I right. compare it to like a guitar player. Yes. Or it's a, a pianist. It's an art. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I always think of the movie Spanglish, where Adam Sandler is a, a chef. Yeah. And... You know, he's, he spends all his time running his beautiful restaurant, and then he comes home at night, and everybody's asleep. And then just the care and passion that goes into him making himself a breakfast the sandwich. sandwich. Yeah. The yes. sandwich. Yeah. Also, I was impressed because I don't, I, I don't believe there can be too much salt on anything. And I remember in that movie, he carried a little thing of salt around with him, and I'm like... I appreciate that. I told my wife, look, it's not just me. Apparently, (laughs) it's a chef thing. Well, Rick, we'll let you get back. I know the festivities are starting. We don't want to, you know, make you miss out on anything. But (laughs) as always, we love Florida Blue. We appreciate you as a great board member. And just thank you for being here and supporting our work. It was good seeing both of you live and in person. And so thank you guys for, for doing everything that you do. Thank you for standing with us, both professionally and personally. Oh, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. So the coolest thing about us doing this tonight is we get to try the food. And the drinks. And the beverages. Yes. So they have the best restaurant here and bar. Elevage, right? Elevage, that's what it's called. Elevage. So we're enjoying, you and I happen to have a favorite drink. Yes. That is a yeah. classic. It is. It's simple. It's straightforward. Yes. You can put all sorts of little twists on it, too, which makes it fun, right? They have a you cherry-flavored one here, which I might try next. Hey, there's nothing wrong with cherry-flavored, but the classic old-fashioned yes. with the orange peel, the bourbon, yes. whatever else. You know, there's always every every bartender has their own little twist. Yep. Sometimes a little sweeter, sometimes a little stronger. You know, I just don't think there's a way to mess it up. Well, this has certainly not been messed up. This is a fantastic <laughs> yes. old-fashioned. So yes, if you are in the one. South Tampa area, yes, you want to come by, check out the bar in the lobby at the Epicurean, yes. I promise you will not be disappointed with the old-fashioned. No, you won't. And you know what? If it's raining, because it's raining this time of year, they have valet parking. They have a covered garage. From your garage to theirs, and you get to enjoy a wonderful evening. Great appetizers, great specials. Come out to Elevage at the Epicurean. Cannot beat the experience. Nope. All right. Well, let's sign off until we get our food. Food's coming soon, friends. It's delicious. All right. Shannon, we're back, and this is the fun part of the night. Yes. You and I, as special podcast guests, yes. get to taste exactly what those big ticket donors are tasting inside the kitchen. I know. And it, okay, so you have to now forever like I'm going to see gumball machines with rubber balls <laughs> in them because I get the privilege of actually having this whole dish because you had one tiny little bite because because I'm not a fan of shrimp. And I'm, I like them. I love almost anything that comes out of the sea. Give me a lobster, it, a crab, a fish, a shark, 
I've eaten it all. Yes. I love it all. But you compare it to? Super bouncy balls, like those things there you used you to go. throw when you were a little kid. And folks, now you feel my pain. That's because right. now anytime you have your kids or grandkids and they're playing with a rubber ball, Matt Spence thinks it tastes like, or the texture is like a shrimp. The texture. But yes. anyway. But I have to say, Shannon. Yeah. This Mise Plus Chorizo Spicy Rub Grilled Shrimp yes. is the best Super Bounce Ball I've ever tasted. Yes, the flavor is amazing. Right? The flavor is great. I agree. It is. If it's it wasn't delicious. on a shrimp, I'd be so happy. Yes, if it was on a lobster. Lobster? I'm, I'm in. Blue crab? Right? I'm in. We need to get with Marty so he can yes. describe this because it, it actually that flavor so could go, profile could go on any seafood. Yep, absolutely. And I'm in for and anything else. And then what else. is accompanying it? So there's... Grilled corn, piquillo pepper, goat cheese, farro, tomato salsa verde, and pea shoots. So good. That tomato salsa verde is ridiculous. Yeah, I yeah, I would just like with a spoon. scrape it off with a spoon. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. This is why Marty's the best. Right, and if you right. haven't been to Mise en Place, you really need to go because he years ago, I didn't know about wine, and it was when they they were married and that they were together doing. Mise en Place. And uh, I had a wine tasting, and I was introduced by Marty personally to pate. Ooh, pate. Yes. They will introduce That's you to all fancy. kinds of wonderful, yummy delicacies at Mise en Place. You got to go. Your your palate will be just so happy. Mise en Place is amazing. You got to go. And the biggest reason is because Marty has been a supporter of Feeding Tampa Bay forever. Yes. So not only is he an artist, an entrepreneur, he owns a rest- wonderful restaurant. He gives back to the community from yep. day one. And Marianne, the founder of the restaurant, yes. huge supporter of Feeding yes. Tampa Bay, was even on the board. board chair. Yeah. She created our biggest fundraiser, Fork Fight. Yes. And has done incredible work to build the foundation that we have built upon recently with Feeding yeah. Tampa Bay. So, you know, Mise Plus want to have a good night out, have some amazing food. Yep. So support those that love us. That's all we're saying. We'll be back with another dish. Here we go. Here we go. The final round, the dessert. Yes. Yes. What was your favorite part? It's hard to say. That brown butter cake was pretty fantastic. The blueberries on top were like to the minute, yes. the perfect time to eat them. The blueberries and the little vanilla custard sauce to the side. Yes. I yeah. need to take the time to I, make desserts like this. So pretty, delicate. Delicate's never a word that's associated with me, but yeah, big old slab of chocolate yeah, cake. Exactly, like this <laughs> excellent, excellent. And also some and little, the little macaroons, macaroons that little are homemade really, macaroons. Really tasty. Yeah, yeah very on trend. That is some good so stuff. delicious. Another epic chef in the books. That's right. Another. We're going to be able one. to update this soon. We are closing out, and uh, it's been an amazing night. Thank you all so much for listening to us at Epic That's Chef right. Live. All right. Everyone have a wonderful night. And uh, don't forget Park Shore Grill, Mise Plus, some of the Elevage, some of the fantastic places that support Feeding Tampa Bay. When you're looking for a night out or a chance to spoil that special someone, yes. please, please, please think of these these awesome places, Elevage, Park Shore Grill, Mise Plus. Yes. And then look at all the two other uh Epic Chefs before tonight, and check out those restaurants as well. But Everything they didn't can feed me, Shannon. Huh? But they didn't feed me. Oh, true. True that. I Mise didn't. Mise Plus and Park Shore fed me. 
True. So I'm a little biased towards them. Uh, true. And they've been with us for a very, very long time. <laughs> so I, I, I'm going to roll with that with you. I'm just kidding. We have many, many, many <laughs> wonderful sponsors. Yes, we do. Of, of the work we do all throughout the restaurant community. That's one of the beautiful things about living yeah. in Tampa Bay is there's a, just an incredible variety of wonderful restaurants here. Right. And so as we all know, we all have one very amazing thing in common. We and that's food. great food. That's right. We'll see you guys next time. On Stick a Fork in It. You can learn more about Feeding Tampa Bay and how to join the movement at feedingtampabay.org. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Feeding Tampa Bay.